Welcome to Talking Baseball. We've got voicemails. No idea what we're talking about, but you guys do. I think some unwritten rules. How about that? Let's do it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Talking Baseball. My name's Jimmy. Sitting next to me is Jake from California. We got Trevor Ploof and BBD behind the dish. Coming to you live from the Roosevelt Studios here in the Bronx. That's R-S-V-L-T-S. Jake, how you doing? Trev, how you doing? BBD, how you doing? How's everyone doing? Jake, how you doing? Good. Just saw a video on Twitter of a golden retriever catching balls out of a dog ball tosser thing. Looks really good. Field Yates commented on it. I'm good, man. Baseball is rolling. Uh, knock on wood. We're recording right before. We're hopefully getting uh, not only a full sp- slate of baseball, but 16 games because the Reds would be doing a doubleheader. So that would be the first time that everyone plays on the same day. I think we did. <laughs> there was some weird series thing with the Pirates. I think we out. did get it. We got a Saturday because we had it wrong when we did the episode. It was something with, like, the series. Every series had started that week or something like that. But yeah. either way, uh, baseball's going. I mean, COVID really hasn't been a story story. Um, you know, there's still been some smaller things. Marcakis, I think, just took a COVID IL stint because he wasn't sure he had it, but he was playing it safe. So, I mean, the fact guys are doing that is a good thing. And, you know, it, it helps to be the Braves and be top of the NL East, so you can you can do that. But the baseball's rolling. I keep pointing to the, the homer list because it's the stars of stars on top of that. Baseball's good right now, man. I'm, uh, I'm, there's the, I'm, the Cali bros, I'm straight up not having a good time. I'm straight up having a good time, Trevor Plouffe. You just said a lot of words without really saying anything, so that was really impressive. I'm, that's all that's, I do. That's my career. That is uh, a special gift that you have. Thank you. I'm also having a great time, though. Uh, full slate of games, like you said, plus one. Um, we kind of just talked about all of them on our series or our game preview that we recorded before this but uh it's the middle of the season man cream is rising to the top i keep saying that because it's true i'm excited to watch the reds play again moose is back flaherty's back here we go all right let's get straight into voicemails thank you to everyone who called in if you want to call in in the future the voicemail number is 917-426-2796 voicemail numero uno What's up, my dudes? First off, my Rays are currently 6-2 and two against the Red Sox and the Yankees combined, taking three of four from the Yanks. Uh, I know that hurt you guys a little bit, but we are living the high life down here in Florida right now. Uh, fun fact, unofficial stat of the day, Michael Perez, the backup catcher for the Rays, has two walk-off wins, leading the majors in that category, so that's pretty cool. Um, also, what happened to Yasiel Puig? Ever since he tested positive, he was pretty much uh, a shoe-in to go to the Giants, and all of a sudden he just fell off the face of the earth. So what's up with him? Why is somebody signing him? Uh, love the show, guys. Keep it up. Rays, keep on rolling. Let's go. All right. Thank you for calling in, Rays fans. A little advice. Take out the Red Sox games and just say that you're 4-1 and one against the Yankees. That's much more impressive. Be embarrassed that you have one loss to the Red Sox. Yeah, because if you're a Yankees fan, you can say, well, where – Eight and four against the Rays and the Red Sox. But that's all Red Sox wins. So you just could take the Red Sox out. Brag about being four and one against the Yankees. No need. The Red Sox are uh, one of the worst teams in all baseball. But congrats. Who has the most walk-off hits? Michael Perez. Uh, Their backup catcher, Michael Perez. He's got two, which I'd assume is at least tied if not the league leader at this point. How many hits does he have? Because that's kind of cool if he's just like, he's our walk-off guy. Yeah. They just pinch hit him and gets a walk-off. That's our dude. He had a hit last night. I think, uh, hey, he might, you know. Five would, hits on the season, two of them are walk-offs. Go. That's a pretty good ratio. Keep doing that's it, fun. brother. And catch Zanino because he, uh, he ain't that good. Ooh. Hey, what, did hap- what did happen with Puig? He went to the Braves. Marcakis opted out. They picked up Puig. He tested positive. They said no, and they scrapped the deal. And, and like, clearly he had to be 
Is he just done? He's like, all right, whatever. I'll just sit it out. I did some reading on this as you guys were just talking. Seems like the Baltimore Orioles have reported interest. I'd assume a lot of teams have interest. Yeah, it's a bullshit word yeah. that reporters use. And then Brandon Hyde doesn't rule out signing Yasel P. Do you guys see what's wrong with people covering baseball? Like, what are these articles? It's yeah. a lot the of safety words. Bruce the the word interest. He, the word interest is is used so loosely, and fans eat it up, and it means. Zero. Like, I have interest in living in Alaska for a year. That's not true. Part of me. Maybe when I'm old. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I, that's, I do that. I, would, I might tweet that out. I'm interested in the thought about it. Okay. So there you go. When you're old, you think there's there's no way. I don't think so. You're too much no, of a you're family like, guy. Yeah, that's yeah. a fake report. I'm interested in doing that cruise to Alaska where you, it's like a three-month cruise. Okay. So I have interest in, in going to Alaska. That's blanketed, covers that. Empty nest. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good empty nest vacation. Yeah, I mean, the Brandon Hyde doesn't rule out signing <laughs> Yasel Puig. That's, that sucks. I wonder Dude, if Dude, baseball reporters suck. That's how one reporter can spin something. You say, mm-hmm. hey, Brandon Hyde, if uh, you guys were about to sign Brandon Puig, would you, or would, if you guys were about to sign Puig, would you uh, rule that out? And he says, no. I don't really. I'm not even the GM. I don't even have saying that. <clears throat> and then say, would you be interested in having Puig join your team? He says, Yeah. I mean, that sounds interesting. And then, bam, article. one article. One guy writes two articles. Now there's Puig rumors. It's so stupid. That's, I mean, this is how Ken Rosenthal wants us to tweet. And I'm sick of it. You are <laughs> sick of it. I I'm Kenny. sick of it, dude. Thanks I don't for care. Li- thanks for listening, uh, Trev. What um. Now, let's say Puig wants to play in this COVID season, which at this point, you know, we're a third of the way through. Is it worth diving in and going for it, or did you just catch your breath? But let's say he does want to play. Are you straight up just tracking the injury wire? If I'm him? Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to use the word. You have to gauge interest. There we go. And this is real interest. Like, you have to have your agent be like, look, is there? do you guys see this happening at all? And then if you have a couple teams that say, look, we have a need, then you can say, okay, what's best for me? Like, where are my bats going to come from? You don't want to go to a team where they're like, hey, look, we don't know, like, how many bats you're going to get. Like, you want to go play. So you're going to take that into consideration. Is there someone I think I'm better than? Is there someone – did someone just get hurt? You know, where are they in the race? Um, All of those things come into factor. I'd assume he's still – doing baseball activity. I don't know how much you can really do during this time. If he did sign somewhere, he'd probably have to spend a week or two at the alternate site, and then we'd see him. I think it would be cool to see Puig, like, you know, with three weeks left in the season, come back up to the show and help a team make a run. You know, I I think he kind of gets a bad rap. I don't really know him personally, but let me tell you, he's better than some of the guys that are in the show right now. That's a fact. Yeah. A lot of guys. Jim, Off the top what? of my head, I don't have a team that's like could really is a front runner for Puig. You got a team, Jimmer? I've got two that jump out. No, what are yours? If you've got them, Texas Rangers. I mean, they just took Dietrich off the streets, and now he's yeah doing stuff in their lineup, and that lineup needs help. And then it was my team I was on before the season, and the uh, the chat just brought it up. The live Patreon, Padres. Um, I, I think he could just be another stick and lengthen that lineup just a little bit more. Um, and, I mean, fun factor? Yeah, he fits this, the fun factor for this, San Diego. This new no-rules Tatis with Puig, Machado. Well, I mean, we're having well, fun. Tingler might not like him. Oh, no chance, but Tingler's out. Dude, Tingler, someone <laughs> just said Tingler, like, bunted. Like, a, they did a suicide squeeze, and they're up five runs with Hedges. So Tingler doesn't even care about the rules. It's just Tingler and Woodward being friends. Like friends and the deeper you go, the more it's just those two guys suck. So then I blame it more on Woodward, this whole thing, because the way he reacted prompted everything else. It's a bug eater. Getting out of the dugout going, okay, okay. Like, come on, dude. I see you. I see you. That's how it is. That's how it is. That's how it is. It is how it is, bro. I just had a grand slam. Your dude served up a 3-0 cookie, and I took it oppo. Like, check me out. 
Big coach is talking smack season. Yeah, what's <laughs> up with so that? Dumb. It's like the former player coaches thinking they're still in the game. You ain't in the game, bro. Did you hear Buck Showalter's response on Yes, yes Network? And I don't know if this is true to who Buck was because I think I think he changed as a manager as he got older and stuff. But I thought it was a really good opinion by a former manager. Like, hey, if my players aren't bothered by it, I I can't. I shouldn't tell them how to feel. I played in a different era than them, so you know it's them. I also liked how he said, if you want to quit, just give me a thumbs up or thumb down. I'll shut it down <laughs> if you it. want. <laughs> Buck okay. is funny. I um, I talk about this. I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> that's okay. I'll delay for a second because yeah, that's all I do. I just speak and nothing comes out like you mentioned. Jim, I saw you like the tweet, and it's from someone that we like a lot, Marley Rivera, because mm-hmm. people were saying, like, hey, Buck Showalter's got a couple old stories in the tank that he would not have liked a 3-0 swing with a big lead like that. And Marley Rivera, and then, oh, no, I think another writer said something this about, like, the, This win- isn't the buck I knew in Texas. Yeah, and uh, I think somehow women in the clubhouse came up or something, and I think Ooh. Buck had a, had a bad quote back in the day. Ooh. And then Marley said that Buck was, like, a leader for him. Like, he 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 had turned around on whatever happened, and it's it kind of goes back to this thing that America as a whole has forgotten, that, like, you can change and adapt, change. and then we'll, like, you can be good. So, um, did you find it, Trev? Yeah, this is I, I reference this all the time. So I feel like every generation thinks the next generation is screwed. Something's happening, and it's going to ruin civilization as we know it. And I reference Elvis. Mm. Back in the day, Elvis was the devil. He moved his hips in a bad fashion. You can't watch this Elvis guy because he's the devil. Mm. Okay. Elvis didn't end the world. And it goes on and on and on. And now we have people talking about Cardi B and Megan the Stallion video. That's going to ruin civilization as we know it. Dude, let the next generation do their thing, okay? You raise them and let them go. It's going to be fine. Same I thing didn't with like baseball. when they were eating Tide Pods. Yeah. That, that wasn't was a thing. That wasn't a real thing. I don't. I think. didn't like that one. That wasn't fun. Or when they were going to uh, grocery stores and eating Bluebell ice cream out of the freezer then putting it back in. Oh, look. I was out, of, look, I was out no, on that, No, too. you're doing what those people want you to do. You're <laughs> sensationalizing stupid little things. Like I know. No, so, same thing happens in baseball. Every old player is like, that's not how I play the game. Well, guess what? You're not in the game anymore. Things evolve. If you go back into the 30s, you probably did something different in the 60s that those guys in the 30s didn't like. So, like, dude, everything's going to be fine. I can't stand the guys that forget that. They come and they get in positions of power and they just want to say, no, this is the way the game's played and nothing else matters. Like, get out of here. Like, things evolve. And the game right now, with all the young guys in, is in excellent hands. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Uh, was that the whole voicemail? <clears throat> I think so. How did we end up where we ended up? Um, Buck Show, Walter. Puig joining Puig. the Padres. <clears throat> Chase Tingler getting fired. Yeah, wow, what a, what a route. Okay, yeah. next voicemail. We got there. Hey, guys. Uh, Harry from Huddersfield in England here, calling about my Houston Astros. Um, it's half 11 UK time. I've just seen the end of the Astros-Rockies game where we won what I think was our sixth game in a row. Um, I'm happy, obviously, but the thing is, I'm not actually convinced we're that good. Uh, the hitters just aren't getting going, uh, which is maybe side ceiling related, but I'd like to think not. Um, and I just don't know how sustainable the rookie pitching we're seeing at the minute. To Verlander and Jordan and the entire bullpen. Um, and today, George Springer, um, with a, I think it was a wrist sprain, um, I just, can't shake the feeling that in a normal season we'd only be like an 85 win team max um, which I'm just not used to uh, at least in the last couple of years um, that's it guys love the show cheers cheers British fan cheers. A- British Astros fan so <clears throat> I he said I'm not used to them losing I wasn't trying to knock it I'm guessing if you're a British fan and an Astros fan it's somewhat new he said recent he said recent? in recent years okay yeah. well Okay, cool. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't. 
the Astros don't seem like a team for a deep playoff run right now to me. But they are winning, and they're starting to come back. But they were the worst record against good teams. I wonder if that's changed at all. Mm. Um, I'll tell you what. Their starting pitching has been excellent. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Which is kind of out of nowhere. I mean, their worst guy is the guy that you probably think was going to have the best season besides that Grinky, Lance McCullers. Been pretty bad. If he gets going and the other guys kind of stay the course, I mean, we know the lineup's going to hit, dude. Like, even Altuve is going to come around. So this is a team, man. I don't know. They're, uh, I mean, they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to make the playoffs. They have Grinky, who had a really fun start yesterday. Awesome, awesome pitching pitchers duel. Man, some of the guys that are pitching really well for them. I mean, Brandon Belak, 21 innings, 1-6-9 ERA. Uh, Christian Javier has a couple really nice starts, 21 innings, 2-9-1 ERA. Uh, both of those guys are at about a strikeout per inning. Uh, the question that I think is going to come down to, and A, you know, may, maybe that pitching coach, what's, his, what's the old pitching coach's name? I think he's pretty good at his job. Brom. Brett, Brent, 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 Brent. Brom. Brent. Strom. Strom. Brent Strom. <clears throat> I was all over it. I think he's pretty good. I mean, obviously, look at the work he's done with Verlander and Cole. I think they also have a they have some good pine tar down there for whatever that whatever that means to you. But uh, yeah, I, regular season you should have no worries. But Jim and I talked about this on JJR a little bit this morning. You know, playoff series. Who's your three? Who's your five? And Grinky? Yeah, absolutely believe in Grinky. Uh, is Framber the guy? I don't know. Is McCullers going to step up and be the guy? I don't know. Because then you start going through some of those names and you kind of got to see it to believe it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. They did. They, they are on a six-game winning streak. They just won two against Colorado, which is a team that's above 500. So they look good, but it, it doesn't add up, and the A's look really good. So it doesn't add up that it's sustainable, but they probably won't see the A's in the series. So, you know, can they win the short series and make to the next round, the DS, and then a five-game set? They're a good team. I mean, the AL is a shallow league. Uh, the NL is a little deeper, and I still think they're they're in that uh, shallow end, I guess. Is that how the analogy would work? With the Yankees and the Twins and the Rays and the A's. I would love to see them go into the playoffs and just cause some havoc. Just for the storylines, the people would just talk and talk and talk out of Houston are they going to win the World Series? Absolutely not. But it would be fun for them to go and knock off a team first round. Mm. I'm sort of rooting. I'm, I'm rooting for that. <clears throat> I'm rooting for them to face the team that no one saw making the playoffs, the Orioles or the White Sox, like the new young – the young. Yeah, right now that's who it would be. It would be the Orioles and the White Sox would be the last two teams in. Like I, it'd Tommy, be, Tommy the Astros, the Astros, Astros Orioles would be hilarious match. But I, I think right now, the, and that's where, that's where, and Jakey trying to make this season a little more important. The seeding will be interesting. Can they catch the A's? Because right now, I believe the Astros would be the six seed, so they would play the three, um, which would either have them tied with, um, you know, it would be the A's or the Rays right now, which both of those teams are in much better spot. Right now, so interested to see if they fully get it going and can catch the Athletics because they do look really good. Is there a website that says like if the playoffs started now? There's got to be one. I it's, feel it's like. not hard. To, it's not hard to do right now. It's so very hard they, to do, Trev. Very hard. If they were the, if they were the six seed, is that what they would they'd play the three seed? Does that make sense? Yes. See? Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it be cool? No, if so a website. Right, no, right now it would be um, the Twins or the A's. I mean, they're tied for second and third in the. In the AL. So who's got the I mean, best? A's who's got like, the best record in the AL right now? Yankees. Yankees in New York together. Yankees sixteen and seven. Twins and Athletics sixteen and eight. So the Yankees would play the Orioles right now. They would play yes. the eight seed. Yes. Orioles. Cool. Yeah, Orioles someone, are starting to slide. On someone us. make that website or send me the link. It's MLB.com. Ah. MLB.com. They got, a, just they got ahead of this one, huh? But MLB.com <laughs> slash. It's not labeled that way, but sort standings by league, and then it's just the top eight. 
But that's not how it works. He wants them to be matched up. Because DVD. that's he not how it works. He doesn't want to even add eight to one. I know I can do that, but that's not how it works. Let's because see. it's the division yes. one season, two seeds don't, their their records, you know. A two seed well, in one division right now, can be higher. It adds up right. Right now it adds up right? Because it won't always. Someone make that website for me. There's so okay. much going on. You got the division winners, then the wild cards. So, like, a two seed in the East could have a better – like, do the Rays have a better record than a one seed somewhere right now? No. That doesn't matter, I don't think. Because all the one seeds are one, two, three? Yeah. That's why it's weird. That's why they should have just, once you got into the playoffs, done it by – Kind of, yeah. We're not a math pod. Never, never been accused of that. I don't know what this voicemail was, but we're going to move on. That was the Astros guy? Yeah. Okay. Thank you from uh, England. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. Hey guys, Tiger fan in Maryland here. Um, Tigers are calling up three of their top six prospects this week, including Casey Mize, um, number one draft pick a few years ago. I'm excited, but this was unexpected. Um, do you think other teams are going to follow suit? And why do you think the Tigers are doing this? Bye. We didn't. <clears throat> we didn't think they were going to do this and, and use all their service time. So I do think it's a little unexpected. But I think what happened was. They were kind of good, and they kind of said, oh, wait, if we get that spot, we can make some money. Also, some of these kids were ready, you know. Some of them are ready, and they're not going to be able to pitch, and you want your, your prospects to be able to pitch in games. And if the minor leagues aren't there, then maybe you just get, get the year of value and goes out the window. But, yeah, I was a little surprised they called them up. I, if you're going to call them up at all this season, do it so they get a handful of starts. So it's kind of good timing by them. And then also all the one-year contracts they got, I wonder if they're trying to shop them. The trade deadline is less than two weeks away. And I wonder if they're just saying, why wouldn't they? Like trying to shop is a very loose term. It's kind of like interested in. Right. And they should be trying to shop all their one-year contracts. None of those guys are part of the long-term plan with the Tigers. So I don't know, Jake, why do you think they called them up? couple things going on here Our Tigers, and again, we've kind of gotten lost in this small sample size The Tigers that were doing good and having fun have now lost seven straight uh, it, It's coming out from under them I, I think, Jim and Trevor, you can correct us on this a little bit We, we were kind of tough on the Tigers because we didn't see the road map at all mm-hmm. I, You know, I think Nico Goodrum... Victor Reyes is is a young player. Harold Castro, like, or Willie Castro, that was me, I think. Um, Isaac Paredes gets the call. Like, we're we're starting to have a group of names now. Um, so you know what? I I think they thought Matt Boyd would be good. I know he's on your stinks terribly list and deservedly so. Uh, Spencer Turnbull's having a nice year. I, I think, you know, if you start putting together a couple more bodies, this team picture really comes together. So I don't think it was for a playoff push this year. I'm guessing just in whatever the Detroit Tigers roadmap is, they their plan for 2021 or 2022, this is kind of what they have planned. So I don't know. If, if you're a Tigers fan, be excited. You're going to see some of your young talent. Yeah, I think it's a mixture of kind of what Jimmy said. And uh, they probably saved the year of service time by waiting this long to call them up. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So like they're they're <clears throat> they're gonna not give away a year. And I really do believe that they want these guys pitching in games. So this is the only way right now you're gonna get them to pitch in real games. And why not, man? Let's see what you got. Spent a lot of money on these guys in the draft. At least one of them. I don't know the draft positions of the other guys, but. When you have a guy like Mize, you want to see what you got. So I think this is um, a great year, an excellent opportunity for clubs to have their guys go get major league experience. And I think that's what we're going to see here. And if one of these guys, you know, comes and shows that he's a dude, that's awesome. Yeah. And maybe this just came into my head. Maybe it's not even necessarily playing major league baseball. But it's playing baseball. That's what I said. Baseball. There's no yeah. way for them to play baseball at all. That's tough. Yeah. 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 No way. You to, can't yeah. simulate game speed. So this is they. They want to get these guys and make sure they don't lose a year of development. And if they yeah. got to do it at the big league level, they got to do it at the big league level. Yeah, makes sense. So that's what we heard about Dane yeah. Dunning, who's coming up for the White Sox mm. today. 
They were like, well, he hasn't pitched since 2018, and if we don't call him up to the bigs, he's not going to pitch for a long time. So Thomas Gentry in the patron chat says, Matt Boyd needs to get it together. Thomas, I got bad news for you. Mm. That ain't happening. Unlike Bundy, who had you know the peripherals and the stuff, Boyd has neither the stuff nor the results. He had huge strikeout numbers last year. Boyd? Yeah. But that, they don't match as expected. I mean, I'm just telling you, like, big strikeout numbers last year. Did you see, have you like, looked at Like, pitcher's list is so in on Boyd, <laughs> he's been getting killed by them. Yeah, well, they should be off him. Okay. Look at this. That's bad. It's bad. Bad. He's been big bad. Next. Boyd's my Bundy for you, for me. Yeah. What's up, guys? This is Sean calling from Chicago, watching Sunday Night Baseball. And just thinking, you know, I'm looking at Francisco Lindor just caked up with pine tar. And I know Jimmy's done a lot of work covering pine tar with pitchers. And I was just wondering if it was accepted, if it were legal, who would be coming out looking like Lindor, looking like old school Manny Ramirez, looking like the old guy from Major League, uh, who's coming out with the most pine tar just wherever they can fit it. Thanks for all the work. Appreciate it. Make baseball fun. Bye. So pitchers, because hitters obviously are pine tarred up, like Lindor, Posada. It's used so to be. fun to put pine tar on your bat. It's Is that like fun? Painting. It's like for a hockey player, like taping your stick, like taking care of it and all that. When that's you get a, a, yeah. Some guys will have the bat boys do it because they just have a, a method. But I love taking a new bat. You go, you get. The pine tar stick. You go get the actual pine tar. You go get some rosin. And you just lather it on there, make it look real show. Then you let it sit for a day and you're ready to go. It's it's so fun, man. It smells so good. I'm, I actually really miss the smell of pine tar. I need, to, I need to buy some pine tar. Get yourself a pine tar candle. Mm, I don't know if I like pine tar that much. Just a just, few little whiffs of it. Okay, get yourself a pine tree candle. Uh, I have an answer. If a pitchers were allowed to be just decked out in pine tar, which pitcher would be the most pine tarred up? I have someone in mind. Do you guys have any? You want me to go I have first? one in mind. I'm, I, we're either in lockstep or we're in opposites. Okay. Uh, Fernando Rodney. Oh, okay. Opposites. I think Fernando Rodney would be just all over. Just oldest guy in baseball. Yep. Looking for as much help as he can get. I think you just see him going like different places in between each pitch. Okay. I got one. Trev? Garrett Cole. He's a fan of it already. It revived his career. Or it didn't revive it. It turned his career into a freaking rocket ship. I don't think anybody's benefited from a pine tar <laughs> mixture more than Garrett Cole. Um, Maybe. You know it's we, a line you don't know. Every pitcher uses it. We talked to pitchers at spring training who showed us the pine tar in their hat, and we were, they were all made nameless, and said, I can't even have a catch without it. Yeah, no, everybody uses <clears> it. But he, he got the good stuff when he went to Houston, and we talk about it all the time. When he went to Houston, he became Garrett Cole. Yeah. And yeah. I don't think he, like, changed anything. Well, he changed his pitch mix, like, completely. He stopped throwing a two-seamer, started throwing a four-seamer, and – because he got the good stuff that gave him excellent spin efficiency and spin rate on his four seamer. There's a Cole Verlander argument. Verlander might have Ver, Verlander might be a guy too. Verlander yeah, I think Verlander did the same thing. There's a Cole yeah. argument to be made. Um, Wolf in the chat just got me, and hey, we just talked about the Astros' young guys twirling it pretty well. So whatever they got going on down there is is helping a lot of people. I'm going Bauer. But Bauer's yeah. whole thing has been it's not legal. Can't use it. Can't use it. I can't use it. It's not legal. So if they made it legal, I think Bauer would peacock too hard with it, yeah. and he'd have. And he's using he's it. He's for season. sure using it. <clears throat> he said his spin rate would jump up four hundred. What is the thing? MP RPMs. 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 He said if I use Bullfrog, my speed, my spin rate or spin efficiency would jump up four hundred RPMs. His spin rate jumped up four hundred RPMs this season. It's the most ever. Have he, you checked like, him out? Have you seen if he's been? Touching or what? I think he admitted he used it last the last game last season and said, if you don't care, I'm using it. And now his spin rate, it's the biggest jump in spin rate we've ever seen in MLB. 
I, I saw something that he was tops in spin rate in like four different yeah, pitch categories. So that. it obviously it seems like he's using it now, um, which is like, you know, pitchers, man, these freaking pitchers, mm. the prima donna BS, and then they go and do this. All the unwritten rules, which I think we're going to get into soon, and then they do this. It's crazy, man. But no, but no one, like, no one cares. Like, there's still people that realize that the vast majority of pitchers don't use it. Like, if you watch any pitcher, they'll thumb their hat in between every pitch. I don't care that much, but also, like, if you're going to call people out for doing stuff, like, that's something that you're going to get called out for. Yeah, Bauer put himself in a tough spot because he was anti-against it and then said, if I used it, this would happen, and now that's Well, you happened. know why. I mean. Because he doesn't like Cole. It's a contract year. Contract year. Oh, yeah. Turn those get RPMs that spin rate up. up. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of. And another, another topic that we may be getting into later, how about you just make a damn rule about it? You know, put a little dollop on each ball. Put a little bag out there or something so that we have rules on it so people don't have to tweet at Jim seven days a week and say, whoa, Spencer Turnbull with something funny on his arm. Well, th- all they need to do is is change the baseballs. Or, yeah, like give a uniformed thing that every pitcher can use. Or change the baseballs. Like, they experimented with some tacky baseballs. I think they might use them in the Japanese league. Um, But when you're getting guys, like, a jump like that, like a bump, that's cheating. It's it's cheating. Like, you're improving. It's a performance-enhancing object. Like, like why can can I put a cork in my bat now? Because you guys are cheating. And you're making your pitches spin faster. Can I put something in my bat to make it go farther when I hit the ball? Can I do that? Because it's the same fucking thing. Good point, Trev. One point, Trev. Thank you. Well, they'll combat that with, hey, dude, do you want me to, like, not know where the ball's going and, like, hit you all the time? But the thing there is – That's not well, what they're using it for. Well, if and even that argument doesn't make sense because Jake and I always say – well, if you can't control it when you throw it 99 miles per hour, but you can control it when you throw it 95, well, then you throw 95-mile-per-hour fastballs. But if Pine Tar now lets you control that 99, now you throw a 99-mile-per-hour fastball. So, yeah, I'd rather you not have control and have to take a little off to be able to control it. So, but but the, the main thing is, right now, every pitcher uses it, and no – it's up to the opposing team to call out the pitcher, and no opposing team is going to do that because then their pitcher will be called out. So that's that's where we're at. But like the call video where his fingers sticking to his glove, that's like people are acting like that's brand new information. Yusai Kikuchi had a goo factory underneath his hat last year. It was the most pine tarred up I've ever seen a pitcher, and no one cares. I wouldn't say nobody cares because a lot of hitters care, but it's just like, dude. No, it's up to the teams to police it, it and teams aren't policing it. So maybe maybe I'll go on a Twitter rant about it and get a rule change because I think it is it is a performance enhancing thing. It really is. And hey, little dark side of Jakey. What if you know? Let's say it's Game Seven of a playoff series, and let's say Scherzer doesn't. He's a freak. He's awesome. He doesn't use pine tar. And then the other pitcher on the other team does. I mean, to win a series? Let's go, baby. I, I mean, that, like, that. MLB did that, has, Who did that? Um, Davey. Who was the old manager of the, the Nationals? Davey Johnson. Davey Johnson. Do you remember he did it against the Rays? I think it was Joel Peralta. And he had pitched for – it was either, like, Joe Madden did it to Davey Johnson or the vice versa – but Joel Peralta had pitched for one of them, and, and they knew it, so they sent him out, sent the umpire out, and said, go look right here. You're going to find some shit. I mean, they set themselves <clears throat> up. The brim I'm of every hat him. and the forearm of every pitcher is loaded with stuff. Belt is another one. Um, this is my thing. When, pe- when pitchers say that, and I think we can move on after it, but 
Did you grow up using bullfrog and pine tar? No, you could throw the ball growing up when you were playing Little League Baseball when it was 100 degrees, and you could control the ball then. You're, it didn't slip out of your hand and kill every single p- person that you were pitching to. It's such a BS excuse. Because they just want to be better. They want better grip. Yeah, no no kidding you want better grip. Because like Jim says, then you could just throw the shit out of everything and you're able to control it. When if you didn't have that, you might have to slow things down a little bit. Yeah. All right. Next. We got we got more. We've been chatting. Hey, guys. Uh, love the pod. No strong feelings on Jake's level of suckiness, actually. Uh, this might shock you guys, but I'm actually a huge Marlins fan. And though I've been loving the national tension our team's been getting recently, pretty realistic about what our chances are this season. Just wondering if you guys think there's any chance the fish really make some moves and go for it this year. Also, unrelated, I feel like almost all sports struggle with the annoying delay of instant replays. So I feel like a great way to solve that is you have the replay officials quickly determine the call, and then they make the call live on the Jumbotron. The fans go wild, and we don't have to watch the ump stand there like idiots with headsets for five minutes in the middle of the game. Thoughts? Thanks, guys. Love the pot. Thank you for calling in. No, I don't think the Marlins have an actual chance of being good this year. Um... But they're fun, more fun than they you thought they'd be. They've lost four in a row. Uh, yeah, I, the replay is a more interesting conversation. I don't understand why the umps have to go walk over and put the headphones on and listen. There's zero part of that that needs to happen at all. Just have the people watching it tell. Just have the people watching it like make the call. All the umps don't need to confer. Like you can send, you can keep the field umps on the field. The home plate ump can look behind at someone who has headphones on in the dugout already, and that person can just tell the ump save for out. I don't. There's no reason for multiple umps in the crew chief to have to run and put the headphones on. Um, so I don't know. Jim, can I jump in on the the Marlins take you had? Yeah. Your your favorite stat wins above 500 teams. In all of the American League, only one team has a winning record against teams above 500. It is the New York Yankees at seven and six. Nice. Every other team is. Oh, excuse me. Minnesota also does two at five and two. I missed that one. Every other team is either at 500 or below 500 in those games. The Marlins, leading the way. Well, it depends how you look at it. I guess the Dodgers are nine and four, but the Marlins are seven and three. So they got Jimmy's dumb stat and they're doing it. So do I think they're gonna make the playoffs or add players? Yeah, that Probably stat will not. change drastically when the Orioles lose today. I think they have four wins against the Orioles and the Orioles are technically over five hundred. When the Orioles lose today, I think the Marlins lose. I think that might stay, though. I don't know how it works. It works yeah, on what it does. It's not time of. It's not when no, you it's beat not them. when you beat them. It's hmm. at the end. Interesting. Interesting. Not sure about that. Um, <laughs> the Marlins. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they added some talent again, like Aguilar at first base, Corey Dickerson, um, Forsyth now leading the way at DH, having a tough start since he's been added. Yeah, I, I mean, don't get excited. The Phillies have started to figure it out. That team's got a lot more talent, e- even though their bullpen is uh, doo-doo. Sorry for the language. Uh, they've got a couple guys pitching that are young and good. Pablo Lopez, Eliezer Hernandez. I'm not sure who you're going to add. We don't know what the trade deadline is going to look like, but I, you know, it's tough to picture the Marlins being big-time buyers for whatever is available. But you know what? Keep, keep winning games and make it a discussion. Uh, Trevor's been on his cream thing, he kept saying. And, uh, yeah, I think, you know, could there very easily be a day that we look back at that Orioles-Marlin series and being like, whoa, yep, absolutely. And that day could be pretty soon, especially the Mets trying to save their season, uh, and they've been bullying the Marlins this week. So, Cervelli, though, 818 OPS. What uh, what do you got? What Like, what's Jeet's plans mm. for the Marlins? Is it is it a rebuild? Let's lose, get some high draft picks type thing. Do they have a bunch of top prospects? Like I'm trying to kind of look that up. I can't really find that page that we're always on. I got you, Big Daddy. How uh, how many years has Jeets had with this team so far? Three, two, three, 
three. Well, Stanton is was a Yankee in eighteen nineteen. This is the third year. I just I don't know if he's like come out with like a plan. Like you know, I feel like a lot of the new guys will come in and say, "This is our plan. This is what we're gonna. This is what we're gonna do." Clearly, they he's getting rid of payroll and doing all of that. I th- How are I the think prospects, Jake? Do you have th- it up? They're on a two-year plan. Yeah, it's the it's the Fangraphs roster resource page. If you're trying to click over there, okay, I'm I'm on it now. Uh, all of their top ten prospects are ETA 2020-2021. A couple of those guys got the call early because of the COVID stuff. Uh, Jazz Chisholm's the wild card. He's he's big time shortstop prospect. They traded Zach Gallen straight up for him. Zach Gallen, who's been shoving for the D back, so they believe in Jazz Chisholm. And if if he pans out. Which he has the chance to. Cool name. Supposed to be a talented player. Um, and yeah, they took Max Meyer in the draft this year. Jesus, Jake. Deep cuts. Um, Ooh, who Minnesota supposed, boy. Yeah, he's supposed to be one of the quickest risers in the draft. He's supposed to be amongst the Casey and those kind of guys. So um, yeah, I think it's a two year plan to have their young guys set up. Brian Anderson's a really solid ball player. They, they need more around it. Um, so we're looking 2023 ish for. Real competitive streak from the Marlins. I, I think they're say. hoping for 2022, but okay, they do have they have uh, one, two, three, four, five guys in the top 100 prospect list. One guy at 105. So I was just giving. I'll give them six. Some young pitchers already doing it. Tough, tough division. I think, dude, it'd be, it'd be amazing for Miami to have a good baseball team, I and mean, that's such a good baseball yeah. city. Like there's like that like Latin culture there loves baseball. Give them something good, Jeets. Come on, man. Come on, Jeets. Come on, Jeets. All right. Next up. Hey guys, it's Sam again, and I just got done watching the uh, Brewers take three out of four from the Cubs, and I just want to talk about really the story of the Brewers season, which has been their eight and nine hitters. Uh, they put up a three ninety three average and four thirty three on base percentage this series. And the last two games, um, Arcia and Arias hit 8-9. They hit over 500 with two triples and a home run. And Arias has just been unreal this season. He had, He's batting over 400. And that's crazy with um, Keston and Yelly just heating up now. I think the Brewers are putting themselves in a position to make the playoffs and could make a pretty deep run with it this year. That's what I think. All right, take care. Bye. All right, Brewers are heating up. They just almost got no hit by the Twins. What do you got on the Brewers? I'm very confused. I look at I look at their team and their standings a lot. Trev, they haven't hit at all. Yeah, they've been cold. Brawny's been super cold. Yelly's been cold. I mean, if you look at their team, they have a 73 OPS plus. That's not going to get it done. Mm. The pitching's actually been okay. But they're one of those teams, man, like they just find a way. Like It always seems like in a regular season in September, there's the Brewers. Like they get hot at the right time. Will that happen again this year? Like maybe every, pretty much every damn team is going to make the playoffs. So I, I, it's a tough division there that uh, NL Central, we've talked about it a ton. It, would, it wouldn't surprise me if the Brewers snuck in there, maybe made a move or two. They know this might be bronze last year. They, they kind of got a core they like there i could see him i could see him making a move i don't know what it would be do they need a puig Ooh, that'd be fun kind of love that puig would be pretty fun on that team kane opted out Ooh, i like that trev yeah i think uh, i'll go positive spin mode Uh, they are second to last in the national league in batting average on base and ops and they are one game under 500 so your offense has been doing as bad as it could be, and you know you have some guys that should turn it around. To what degree? I mean, Christian Yelich with a 189 batting average. You know, I'd I'd bet against that. Manny Pena's been like your best hitter so far. So uh, the fact that your team has been struggling that much offensively and is still near 500 in the shortened season, be happy with that. And uh, yeah, the the sticks will get going. It. Man, talk about a shot of life. <laughs> Puig, baby. I don't think Puig's going to play anywhere. Probably not. Yeah. I don't know either. I, I do know that Braun will pick it up. 
he's thinking this is probably his last year. He doesn't want to go out like what he's doing. I watched him hit yesterday against uh, Rodgers, I think it was, in the ninth. Bad at bat, took a fastball in, then swung at two sliders. See ya, see ya. That's not typical Braun. So I expect him to get going. Obviously, Yelich is going to be there. And if he's saving it all for the end of the season, look out, teams. Like, this is a guy that's going to get back to his numbers. And that means he's probably going to hit like 400 over the last month or so. And that wouldn't surprise me at all. So, I mean, this team, it's just, it's a crazy division. We know that. The they, Reds got se- they got seven games against Pitt coming up. Um, and four against Detroit. So, you got to win like 10 of those games if you're the Brewers. Where are they in the standings right now? Third? Or is it still all funky? They're in yep. second. Second? They're right ahead of the right ahead of the Cardinals. Right ahead, and they play the Cardinals a bunch, and a bunch of them are doubleheaders. So that division's too weird to even look at. Cubbies look good, but there's so much still to to happen. So yeah, haters' I mean, haircuts Wood- weird. Woodruff's been good. Like their pitching has been solid. So they're they're like you said, just the fact that they're hanging in and their offense has been this bad, they're kind of a team to watch. Okay. All right, next. Hey guys, this is Brian calling from Middletown. Uh, first time, long time. Uh, I was calling, thinking about the double headers and watching the Yanks. Boone said the uh, first game wasn't long enough and the second one was just long enough. Got me thinking, uh, what about kind of a double header where the first game is a nine inning game and the second game is a seven inning game? Uh, I don't know, it's just an idea. I know the players are used to those seven inning double headers. I thought maybe this would be like a good idea to test out if they want to do that moving forward. I don't know. Just want to hear your thoughts. Thanks. Go Yanks. Uh, all the thank you for the call. All the return about the doubleheaders is players love it. So I don't think they're looking to change it. Boone was just joking because the first game they were about to come back, and then the game ended, and the second game they won. So his the first game wasn't long enough, and the second game was just right. It was just a joke because. That fit the the scoreboard for his team, but yeah. I, do you guys have anything long on this one? We keep it short. The players like it. I don't see a reason to add more. I think in this season, when there's going to be a shitload of doubleheader, seven innings each makes sense. Um, but like in a regular season, when there's just like kind of like one or two, like on accident, I think nine's the the number. Like playing nine innings is what you are accustomed to, and that's just real baseball. It's kind of gimmicky right now. Classic fan. If if you're up after seven, feels right. If you're down after seven, you feel shorted. Looking I'm, at the fifth inning and being like, "Oh no," is a weird feeling. I'm I'm starting yeah. to feel the mercy rule, man. Uh, I don't. I love every, the mercy rule. The, the the debate is on the number. I the one in my head is like ten runs after seven, something like that. That way, the fans still get a show. And man, Jim, you pointed this out to me the first time, and it. I guess it's it's kind of known because Paul O'Neill was talking about it, but. You had a crowd. You're down. You're up nine runs. One swing puts you over. Maybe free hot dogs if the team blows them out. Ooh, you remember that, that? Like playing little league baseball. Like that's there was what I'm always ten you, run what, rules. Yeah. Awesome. You do the walk off tenth run. It's a thing. You yeah. Celebrate it. So it's cool. Do you think teams would just be like, "Fuck oh. it"? Like let's let this guy score how, right here. How mad? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I missed that. I missed that ground ball in the outfield, and every single runner scored. Shit. How mad would Tingler be? Ten run walk off. Jordan Alvarez out for the year. That's a blow. Bang. That's a blow to my uh, fantasy team. We drafted him very early. Me and Zach. Mm. Yeah, Johnny B. Baker just announced that. Next. Hey Jimmy, Jake, Trevor, BBD, Hunter here from Charlotte. This whole Rangers-Padres unwritten rules thing has really got me uh, pissed off, to be honest here. I can't believe this has been a thing that Fernando Tati is getting blamed for swinging a horrible 3-0 pitch and hitting a grand slam for it. I think he should be congratulated, which seems like most people are except for the managers. But it has got me thinking here, what do you guys think are actual unwritten rules in baseball that do matter, you know? To quote Alex Bregman, how we like how the game polices itself is itself. I like that one a little bit. You know, maybe don't steal when you're up by 10 runs, but if you want to hit grand slams on 3-0 pitches, by all means. I uh, would love to hear you guys' thoughts. 
Yes, we knew this call was coming. Unwritten rules that we do like. I found a website with a bunch of unwritten rules, and turns out I like a lot of them. Okay. I don't like the three zero one, um, because that's you know, hurting. We'll see where I land and why we land places. I guess. Um, don't steal bases when you're up by a large margin. I do think there is a number where you can take it base to base. I don't think it calls for getting thrown at or anything crazy, but I do think, I think it just looks bad if you're the player. Well, I, I go back and forth on this one because obviously if you're doing that at that point of the game, there's a couple of things you could be trying to do. One, pad your stats. That's the most likely. Get a stolen base for free. Uh, the other could be like trying to get in a scoring position for your boy at the plate. But if you wanted to counter that and you're the team losing by a ton of runs or the team winning by a ton of runs, just don't cover the base. It's not a, st- it's not a stolen base if there's no intent to throw. Yeah. It's catcher's indifference. Don't give the guy what he wants then. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm like totally indifferent on them because I don't think it affects the game whatsoever. It just feels like a mutual handshake all around. Like, teams don't steal as much anymore. If it's a blowout, like, let's go base to base. You don't want to get hurt. <laughs> like, maybe, maybe that's me watching too many tell Yankee you games. But, like, just, if just you, don't. If you're holding – if I'm a base dealer and you're holding me on and you pick over one time, I am – I will attempt to steal a base. Yeah, that's, that's fair. fair. That's totally do fair. Not, do not – don't you dare pick over and then get mad at me for stealing a base. That's fair. That's totally fair. All that right. Be I, in the rules. This is a very tricky one because it's not actually gameplay. It's just kind of – your own clubhouse. Interested to hear how you feel about this one, Trev. Uh, if you're a reliever or a pitcher and you get pulled, you have to stay in the dugout till the inning ends and watch how it unfolds. Now, I like that. Now, I don't That's think- not an unwritten rule. That's just like, don't be a P-U-S-S-Y. Yeah, but I think it, that goes in the unwritten territory where, like, like where, where uh, a teammate would be like, hey, we don't do that. That's kind of... How you please under? Yeah, those. because you support your team. We yeah. I've had this happen in my clubhouse before. It caused a big riff, almost a fist fight. That is something that has nothing to do with the actual game score, or anything. That's just respect, bro. You yeah. made this mess. Now go support the guy that's trying to get you out of it. Yeah, in theory, like, it's that like- is that that one's. Doesn't really seem like an unwritten rule. That's just like a. Re- it's like a you're starting to get. Teammates. It's almost off the field unwritten rules too. Like yeah, there's that, a bunch of those. Yeah. It's a combo. So be ready yeah, for. Okay. Ca- I, I think 100. percent You have to stay out there and watch how the inning goes. Yeah. Don't step on the pitcher's mound. That's the Dallas Braden one. And who else got mad at that recently? The guy who eats uh, lizards. Michaelis, Michaelis, or Michaelis, Michaelis. Um. Cares, I don't. Bro. I don't care about that one. I don't yeah, even get it. Get over it. What about this one, Trev? Don't walk in front of the catcher. Now everyone does this. When you go across the the plate, you walk behind the catcher and behind the ump to the other batter's box. If you're on the third base dugout, but you're a lefty, you go behind. You don't walk in front. Um, everyone does this. No one walks in front. So when you think about it, I don't know if this is just kind of like dogs lift their leg to pee because they see other dogs lift their leg to pee, and there's no other reason it does it. Uh, is this something that you're told? Is it just kind of happenstance? No, everyone I'm, walks I, behind the ump and the catcher. I'm thinking about it now, dude. Um, I have no idea. I would walk behind just so it's like a longer walk because you got to feel yourself a little bit. You hear your <laughs> walk-up song a little <laughs> bit longer if you do that. But maybe it has something to do with like if there's runners on and you can interfere with play. If you walk it, in front, you might be in fair territory. This article I've never says, even heard this one. This article says – I think they're just bullshitting because every batter does do it. They walk behind. Okay. They say hi to the catcher, hi to the ump. It's interesting. I don't know if that's an unwritten yeah. rule or just kind of how it goes, but it'd be Never interesting to see one. a guy walk in front because I think it would be a little bit jarring. Or maybe I'll notice Do you want me to tell somebody to? What's that? I'll tell somebody. Walk in front. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if guys do it accidentally too. I don't know. I yeah. think there's definitely guys that walk in front because they give like the shin guard tap with the bat, which I think is brutal. I was thinking about that too, but, but when I, I always picture, picture them picture coming around. Flank. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. All right. I've never heard that one. I've never seen it written down either, but these are unwritten. Uh, don't bunt during a no-hitter. I, I, if it's a close game and you're bunting to get on base in a one nothing, 2 nothing game, I'm fine with it. But other than that, yeah, don't bunt during a no-hitter. Dude, I tweeted this yesterday. Yeah. I don't – why not? 
If it's why like, is the pitcher? Why is the pitcher telling me how to do my job? You do your job. Let me do my job. If I'm a guy that has speed, or even if you're gonna play me back, clearly you're playing me back for a defensive advantage. You're gonna shift for a defensive advantage for you. Don't tell me what I can do with the bat. I'll bunt whenever the fuck I want to bunt. You do your job, I'll do mine. All right, I, think, all- I think if you're like Buxton and you have speed and it's part of your game. It don't matter, dude. If they're playing you back, it's for defensive purposes because they want to get you yeah, that's out. That's a good point. It's a, it's it's a really good point. The, the normal view when you think about it is from like a fan perspective, uh, kind of with Trev. Yeah. Dude, it's it's all like a lot of these unwritten rules. They only favor the pitcher, and that's my problem with them. What, give me an unwritten rule that favors the hitter. I don't know. This next one's not even. It says never make the first or third out of the inning at third base. That's just a strategic. That's not really an unwritten rule. It's just. Yeah, that's. I, I think that yeah. got debunked too. Like with <clears throat> I think you want to be aggressive, and, and I get. I I guess I get it, but don't, like you still want to be aggressive. Don't make the second. They're out getting into strategy third base either. Now that said, don't use your closer in a tie game on the road. That's just strategy. It's not like a. Oh, what about this? Don't yell anything when an opposing fielder is trying to catch a ball. You saw A Rod say, "I got it," and then it dropped. I'm all. I this should be allowed. Yeah, uh, you're an infielder. You're an infielder now, so this caters to infielders. It's a loud Honest. ass stadium. Why? Why can't you do this? Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. I don't really care because I don't think it would affect me that much. Like, the whole I got it, I got it, I got it thing is kind of uh, – that would affect you, I guess. But uh, it's never really happened to me. I don't know how I would feel. It's not really it. show. Because A-Rod did it, I hate it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, for adult fans, if you catch a ball, give it to a kid nearby – I think that one gets harped on too much. Like, my dad caught a ball once and wanted to bring it home to my brother, who was, like, five at the time, and the whole crowd was booing him and yelling at him because he didn't give it to the kid next to him. And my dad was like, I have a son that's going to want this ball. Yeah, I bet. And everyone was booing him, so. That's funny. I Can I say this? Yeah. I think the crowd still had a right to boo him. It's fun. Just because what you don't know. Oh, if it's all in good fun. Right. But some people take that. Some people, like, are assholes. The world sucks. Yeah. Uh, there's not really that many others. Can you think of any others that you like or dislike? When you when you mentioned the pitcher watching from the dugout, I mean, again, I I went into the whole off-this-field unwritten rules, and it's like you talk to the media after the game because otherwise mm-hmm. your guys have to face the media. Be so, accountable. Yeah, mm-hmm. so if, if you start going there, I mean, that feels like its own realm. Um, otherwise, I don't know. Yeah, I'm 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 trying to think of some some good ones. I mean, like I said, most of the ones that we talk about most frequently are pitcher related to give them an advantage. So I'm against it. I'm I t- I'm taking a stand. I think it's all BS. Everything that we've talked about today, it's all about giving pitchers advantage. Pine tar, all these stupid unwritten rules. When you can swing, when you can bunt, when you can steal. Get out of here, man. ERA is not even a stat they care about anymore, so why do they care? Get your own coffee. Oh, thinking I got of, one. I'm just thinking of things people didn't like A-Rod. <laughs> Reasons I got the one. Yankees didn't like A-Rod. This is, this is off coffee. the field. This is off the field, and it's kind of stupid. But, you know, now it's like you're a young guy, and like they like you can act like you've got 10 years in the show when you don't. One of the rookies is carrying beer for the bus ride. That's just going to happen, no matter what. Some One of you rookies is going to carry my beer, and when I ask for a beer, you're going to go get it. Some of that stuff's not like, yeah, it's kind of like a little hazing or not hazing. Just or, a little hazing. Initi- 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 initiation is a better word. Like the Yankees, the last guy in the bullpen, always wore the pink backpack that was full yeah, of bubble gum. backpack. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's their job to pack it as well. Make sure there's good snacks in there, Red Bulls, everything you need. Nice. That's cool. All right, so the only one that affects infielders, Trev was a little iffy on. I just have never had it happen to me. <laughs> just like, and the only it. example I have of it is A-Rod, and I'm like, God, that was stupid. So Someone else did it recently. Um, I think it might have been a Yankee game. I don't know who did it because then they showed the A-Rod thing. I'm like, oh, yeah, remember that happened with A-Rod? So I forget who. Or it was in the last couple of years. Something. It happened in Major League, the movie. Something like that happened. Ah, 
It's funny how things move too. I know uh, there. It used to be one that it was like, don't leave if you walk, don't leave your bat at the plate. Like that's supposed to be a sign of disrespect to the pitcher and catcher. Nobody cares about that anymore because guys wear so much gear and stuff that it's like, hey, if that's where the bat boy comes out. Um, and if you want a funny Google, there's an old ESPN article that opens up and is like. Well, some rules still apply. Swinging on a 3-0 count with a monstrous lead is still the most egregious. <laughs> Who wrote it? It's it's old. Uh, Dave Campbell? I don't know. It it's like this is how the ESPN website pops up for it. Yeah, it's old. Yeah, so it's like Yeah, old. I think but you know, the world changes. The only one I think is 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 stealing when you're up 10 um or so. I think that's bad, but I would never tell you to, to. You know, you shouldn't. You should always try to hit. And Trev even won me over on the bunting with a no hitter. Do what you got to do. There's another. So if you're up ten and you're going station to station again, favoring the pitcher, and you hit a ball that's a base hit with a runner on second, and usually you'd get an RBI, and the coach holds him up because. We don't want to hurt the pitcher's feelings. That that's a tough one for hitters to swallow. Like, dude, I just did my job. Yeah. Any other day, that's an RBI for me, and now I'm just getting those taken away because the pitcher has these feelings. It's it's all pitcher based, and it makes me upset. Screw the pitchers. Yeah, they they openly cheat, and then they have all these rules to tell you when you can do your job and how you can do your job. So I'm over it. I will right. fight anybody online, not in person, online. Last voicemail of the day. Hey, this is Luis from Houston. I have a question for Trevor. Uh, I know we love you. We all know you love the Yankees, and you actually were a part of a big moment in Yankee history when Mariano Rivera broke the saves record. You were the first out. You showed some good speed going down the line, but you were unsuccessful. Uh, what was that like being a part of that moment? And what other big historical moments have you been a part of? Thank you, Jake Sucks. Well done. <laughs> Uh, I think we talked about it a little bit. That was like a makeup game. We came in on – it was supposed to be an off day, but we had gotten rained out earlier in the year. So we flew into New York just for one game. And it just so happened to be um, where Mariano was going to break the record. Twins lose to the Yankees all the time. So that, that was what was happening. And, yeah, it was cool to, to face him there. I mean, I really wanted to get a hit. I don't know how many at-bats I had against Mariano in my career. It wasn't a lot. But – um it was fun to be a part of that. And then another histor- – this one? Yep. Wow. Another historical moment um, off the top of my head was Jim Tomei's 600th home run, I believe it was. That's I was cool. on third base. He had hit one earlier in the game, 599. I'm sitting at third base and got to uh, see him hit that, run around the base. I mean, 600 home runs, man. I thought of unwritten rule I love. Okay. Okay. Nice, Trevor. Thank you. Nice, Trevor. Thank you. Sorry. I knew there was something I was missing. When the catcher or the umpire takes a ball off the face or the arm or the body, the other person, say it's the catcher gets hit, the umpire cleans the plate. If the umpire gets hit, the catcher goes to a mound visit or pauses the game. Mound visits are a little more tough now. But I love the umpire-catcher respect back there. Like, let me give you a breather real quick. I like that. Yeah. Only two guys facing the right way. Hey, uh, guess who who guess who that favors? The pitcher getting more pitches out of the zone called strikes because the catcher's work in the empire. Could also break the pitcher's momentum, Trevor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, dude. If you really look at these unwritten rules, like you kind of know who wrote the unwritten rules. So, A, Trevor, uh you know this is now going to be, I think, like a once every month and a half thing, once every two months thing for us. Uh, it's so cool that you face Mariano Rivera. So that's pretty cool. You can take that to your grave. I don't think I'm going to get an at-bat against him. Um, and then I'm I'm digging through this old ESPN Unwritten Rules article just to see if there's any good tidbits. The one that popped out that I've never seen because I think I'm – like a brawl would break out. Do you know anyone that, as the hitter, would ever try to sneak a peek at what the catcher was calling? Have you ever seen that at, like, yeah. the pro level? Yeah. Ballinger does it. Yeah, you know, like, I don't really remember who it was, but, like, you hear, like, ooh, this guy, like, shuffles his feet. He 
hits the dirt on his spikes and he's given a look. But usually the catchers are like this. Right. Like, you know. Bellinger gets a lot of shit. People post all the time. Bellinger's always sneaking peaks. Sneaking peaks. Yeah. Okay. It's cool. Any other big moments, Trev? Your debut? That was huge. Yeah. Big historical moments. I can't really think of any other ones like that. Like, like I was saying, 600 home runs when you break it down, bro. That's 10 years of 60 or 20 years of 30. It's like when you start talking those numbers, it's like, holy crap. 15 dude. years of 45. Yeah. Is yeah. that right? So. Yeah. Think about that, dude. Yeah. 10 years of 60. Think about that. That's I don't think Tomei did that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. What is is that? Five, ten years of sixty or more at bats. Six years of ninety. No, I don't think that's no, right. That's four hundred fifty. Six years of. Think 100. about that. You had six <laughs> years of ninety homers, and you only had four hundred fifty homers. <laughs> Wait, no, fifty-four, five hundred forty. That's hilarious. All the math. All the math. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool though, and he actually got everybody involved. A like, he got a painting done, and then did prints and signed them all. Like, show. I think I was part of Joe Nathan's twin save or something like that. He sent oh, us yeah. a, a mug that's etched with that. Pretty cool. Me and Jim watched that together. That was big. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We. Yeah. Uh, that was yeah. must watch. I, I mean, look, dude. I know we you were, guys don't think it's we were, a big deal, but come on, cool. dude. We were texting each cool. other, dude. Nathan's it's, I going I think it's 255 it. saves. That's pretty Fucking cool. Fucking shit ton of saves, it's nuts. dude. Neil Walker got his 10-year service time. That's also big. That's I don't know how many people have done that. It's got to be like a 1,000. Oh, good question. How many players have 10-year service time? 1,000 probably out of, out of 19,000 that played in the big leagues. That's I really want to know that. How many guys have 10 years service time? I don't think the casual fan knows how big of a deal that is to the players, Trev. I like didn't. Jake and I, I didn't did until it until spring training. <laughs> yeah, Jake and I didn't until spring training when someone said that and you were like, "Oh, awesome." Now and, and we were like, "Oh, wow." So now I want I want I want the casual fan to celebrate that with the players. I think that would be uh cool if you could get in that in on that. You know, when you think of baseball players, you think of the guys that last 10 years. You don't think of how that's not every guy. All right. You're looking it up. Maybe we'll have a follow-up on that. I think I'm we got trying. It's, I don't know if you're able, you're able to just find it like that, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking. We'll, we'll find the number, but I think we're, we're good. Last words, Jake? Crespi Carmelite High School. Shout out. Shout out. Why? You went there. Okay. Sean Gill Martin. How much you used? Yep. You, do you ever make out with girls in the hallway, Trev? Oh no, oh, California school. California school. <laughs> st- question still stands. Question still stands. There was no girls in the hallway. Okay. Did you make um, out in the hallway? No. Were there hallways? I'll tell you what. California school. Is there hallways? We had girls over at our school. The minute school was over. So it was, mm, yeah, you it was did. good, man. Did the worry about that drama. Current major leaguers from Carmelite High School. Go. Three of them. Sean Gilmartin, Thanks. Scott Heineman, and is Healy in the show? Yep. Boom. And that's the episode. Thank you guys very much for tuning in and hanging out with us for a little bit. Is frozen Trev- flu to end it. Is he frozen? Or is- oh, there he okay. is. I'm there back. He is. <laughs>